Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Creative Conversations with Dion White. I am Dion White, and I am your host. I'm so excited to bring this episode to you today. This is episode 19, and we're continuing our little series on cultivating and stewarding inspiration. And today I have a guest for you. His name is Jake Griggs, and he's from Texas, and he is with Griggs Sculpting. He is a prophetic sculptor. His work is absolutely exquisite, and I cannot wait to get into the podcast interview. I know that it's going to encourage you, inspire you, and if anything, it's going to light your fire. It's going to build your faith. And so as they say, if it doesn't light your fire, your wood is wet. So let's not delay any longer and welcome Jake to the podcast. How are you? Oh, just fine. I got enough coffee in me. I'm good now. <laughs> well, I there is one thing I dislike in this world and that sometimes it's technology when it does not work in our favor. <laughs> it gets pretty annoying, doesn't it? It is. But hey, I just said a little prayer, took authority over the airways, and I was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> I was telling you the other day what it was like to go driving when you didn't have a cell phone and your car broke down. And oh, yes. Pray and believe. You just have to pray for the Lord. And I told him this story that my car broke down one time and I had to pray for someone to pick me up. And a UPS guy came and picked me up out of nowhere in the middle of nowhere. And I said, you had more faith back in the day when you didn't have electronics and, you know, things that's, that you on. Yeah, that's so true, you know, and we can trust the UPS guy, right? <laughs> you bet. He gave me a ride. It was awesome. We know he's going somewhere, somebody's right. house. Or, that's <laughs> so right. That's awesome. But that is so true, um, you know, having greater faith when we don't have the ability to have access in our hand. That is just so true. Oh, I'm so glad to meet you, and I'm so excited that you chose to um, agree to this conversation about art and purpose and passion and the Lord, and I'm just really excited to get started and just learn more about you and your heart and your art, really. And so um, today we're talking with Jake Griggs of Griggs Sculpting, correct? Yes, ma'am. And he's a fine art prophetic sculptor is what I would call him. Um, and so I, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Jake, and your story. Okay, sure. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. Um, I love God's people, and I love what the Lord's doing in the arts in this day and age. Uh, and I guess my, my biggest push, you know, um, I guess my passion, you know, purpose and passion for art is, is the Lord speaking through the artists in this day and age? Because we live mm -hmm. in pictures, you know, teenagers and adults have conversation with smiley faces. Mm -hmm. Pictorial in nature and people communicate with pictures and calling on the artist uh, to, to inform his divine nature, his expression to the world. And they see in pictures now more so in words. And so, you know, like the premise behind what I do is, um, you know, the, the expression of God's character in, in our artwork. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a whole gambit of things to talk about in that area. But, you know, everyone's got a beginning, you know, and everyone, <laughs> everyone starts and everyone's got to go through the trials and learn to suck it up and learn to, you know, push through. And, you know, and everyone's got stories like that. But, you know, when I when I first uh, when I first started sculpting, 
which was about 13 years ago. Um, before that, I was a pencil artist my whole life. Mm. And so pencils were, were my, you know, they were my thing. I mean, I, I had a pencil artist, you know, business. I, I sold portraits and, and I just got sick and tired of doing 2D. I just couldn't do it anymore. And the Lord kept speaking to me. Uh, I want you to start sculpting. Well, you know, you're a painter, you know, you like yes. color and, you know, tones and lights and darks to create an image. Well, same thing with a pencil artist. You're manipulating light and darks to create an image that appears to be more than 2D. And when you go to being a sculptor, you don't do any manipulation. You are, you know, you do a 3D figure. You're done. That's what you do. Mm. And uh, it was a real hard turn of events for me. Uh, and I tried for two years. Uh, and I'm trying to make a, you know, go through this quickly. But um, I tried for two years. And I had absolutely horrible. And people are like, oh, you're being modest. And I was not <laughs> modest. I was not. <laughs> and my wife, you know, she saved some of the heads off some of the sculptures I threw against the wall um, because I hated them. And she has them now, and they look like little troll heads. I mean, they're horrible, you know. And I finally was just done. And one night in the garage, I had this little humble little space in the garage. And I'd sculpt out there, and it's dripping sweat and hot. And, and, I, and I just was done one night. And I took all my stuff. I threw it against the wall. I just had a freak-out moment. Um, and no one can judge me because everybody has the freak out moments. I'm just, I've been there. Yeah, I've right. There. Yes. It's not afraid to tell everybody I have them. No. Um, so I had a freak out moment. I may have dropped a few cuss words. I just was done. And I was, and I had clay dripping down the wall. I was just, and I left. I just left. I went into the, my dining room. I sat down and somehow I opened up my Bible to to uh, Exodus chapter 31. I mean, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I know what that says. <laughs> yeah. There's this dude in there named Bezaliel, right? I mean, and he received an anointing from God at a, uh, in knowledge, understanding, and intelligence. Uh, and the spirit of the Lord was upon him to create. And he made the Ark of the Covenant, right? And he sculpted the Ark of the Covenant and, you know, brought all those things into order by the way of the spirit um, as an artist. And as far as I know, I don't think there's any other real mention of a, of artists in the Bible other than that story um, within, within making the ark, you know, and I'm, I, it talks about craftsmen some other places, but right. In the building of the temple. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, if you can do it for this dude, Bezalio, can you do it for me? And I shut the Bible, prayed and went to bed and I don't know what happened. Um, but when I woke up, my brain shifted, right? Mm. I mean, I wasn't a Michelangelo waking up and I just went to town. I mean, but my brain changed. Come on. Yeah. And I, I walked around and I started seeing, like, if I saw someone's face, I could see 3D around them. I don't know how it was like my God bumped me up in another dimension in my mind. Yes. And it started changing. I had this insatiable quenching to learn anatomy and gesture and, and the flow of line. I mean, I was just bloodthirsty. I just had to know everything. And I mean, awesome. I watched every video there was on YouTube, every book. I mean, I fucked it up. I read, um, I read, uh, what's it called? Like pre-med doctor's books and memorized mm -hmm. all the muscles and, 
And, you know, one thing led to another and, and you just because, you know, God gives you something doesn't mean you don't develop it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I just did and I just went after it and um, and I started creating. I got better and better and better as I go. And, and I always tell people, too, you know, you're always pursuing a way to perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, well, then you're just wasting your time. You know, mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. a hobbyist. You're not a exactly. And long, exactly. And long story short, you know, and, and you know, I, I never thought, you know, that I could actually, you know, make money doing it. And so before I ever even sold artwork, I was already operating and ministering and, you know, went to school to be a preacher. Um, I, I would get, you know, a divine impression from God to make a prophetic piece for people and I would give it to them. It was mm-hmm. like my pleasure. You know, I'd yes. work for a hundred hours and here's a prophetic word for you. And that's a mm. difference when you hand them a piece of artwork that you worked on for a hundred hours and said, the Lord says this to you versus, Hey, I was praying for you. And this is what the Lord told me. Mm. You got a hundred hours there to meditate and pray on this. And that's what I did for years, years. That's all I did in this little hot little garage, you know, and I didn't, you know, we didn't have tons of money to blow on <laughs> on clay. So I'd scrape up when the Lord had put on my heart to create. I'd scrape up money, sell, you know. I mean, I just did ever everything I could to bring in some extra money to, so I could spend on, you know, all my materials. And uh, and then things kind of started taking off from there after that, you know, started being able to sell work. Um, and, and anyways, and that's kind of just the, you know, the, the short version of, you know, where I came from. Well, that's an awesome version. And I've just jotted a few things down. I want to touch on because uh, your story sounds a little bit like my story and the journey of becoming who I am now. And I'm still becoming, we are always in, you know, the refining and sanctifying. And so, um, you know, I love that you said that you were a pencil artist and it was like, it almost wasn't enough. You had to go to 3d and that's something I even started dabbling with last year was putting uh, found objects into some of my work. Um, because as the art of Kintsugi, you're mending brokenness and bringing God's word through that of hope. But I was like, I want to bring this greater into a greater place of life, you know? And so I wanted to add a 3d object to some of my pieces and it just, um, now it wasn't completely 3d, like it wasn't all the way around. I just affixed them to a canvas and those spoke so greatly to me um, because I was able to trace the lines. I was able to see the cracks and the crevices and I knew where I had to set it on a foundation so that it wouldn't be moved. And, you know, and so that that's something else the Lord has shown me. And I love what you're talking about with upgrade. Um, well, I'm going to call it upgrade. You level up, baby. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're kind of upgraded. Right. And so yeah. about three years ago, he did the same thing for me. Um, I started seeing things in a whole another way. Um, I just woke up from an encounter and experience with the Lord and my eyes were seeing different. Wow. I was seeing in the spirit, but I also was seeing things in the natural that I hadn't seen before lights and darks and shapes and lines and abstracts and nature and how it made up a whole picture. And, you know, and so it was a really similar kind of thing where my, I had a mindset shift as well as an eyesight shift in the spirit, Mm -hmm. but it affected me naturally. And so I resonate with what you're saying there. And it was like, he, he basically said, I've given you eyes to see. I've given you eyes to see. And so I think that's what happens, but it comes after we get to that place of what I call divine frustration. 
yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, we're in that transition. Um, we know we're, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but we don't know how to get from this place to the next place, you know, in the wilderness or in transition. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've thrown away pieces. I've cut them up. I've punched them. I've ripped up canvases. You know, I mean, it just, it's like, it's all part of the process and part of the journey, but I love how, you know, you have to meditate and pray. You have to cultivate your gift. You have to do that. And the reason is, is because it cultivates a greater connection with our creator. And then that manifests in our work. And so we have to put blood, sweat, tears, and years into it. Right? Yes, ma'am. Oh gosh. And so I just, I'm, I'm treasuring your story right now because I know there's a lot of people out there that listen to my podcast that, um, or just even people that I speak to or mentor to who are, they're emerging. Mm-hmm. They're going from hobbyists. They're going from hobbyists to emerging or, or they may even be an artist um, in the professional market right now, but it's not what they're happy with and they're not satisfied where they're at. And I think the, the race is the race of perseverance is that we just have to keep persevering in our craft. And if, like you said, if we are not continually trying to master or perfect it, you know, cause we can't, you know, we'll never attain it in its fullness this side, but we sure can tap into what that might just look like. And it, it's all about, the, I think the search, would you agree with that, Jake? Did, did you say the search? Yeah. The, the search, seeking. just keep searching and seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I totally agree with you, you know, because this is where, you know, and this is where I had to, where the rubber met the road for me was, you know, you can have a million prophecies, you can have encounters, you can have dreams and visions and all these things happening for you. But all of those are just an invitation, you know, yeah. to operate in a level of faith and trust in God. That's so good. I, and I've had, golly, man, I've had more prophecies than I could count. Encounters with God. I mean, I had an angel show up in my room. And I didn't That's know if I was awesome. sleeping or awake, took me through a doorway. And I, it's not one of those, hey, you're laying there and having a vision. I mean, I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. Mm, that's took good. me into a doorway into heaven, and I see him on his throne, and his throne is miles high. And when he breathed, like out of his, out of his breath, immense power that shot as he breathed in and out, and there was a dark canopy above and a dark canopy below. And as, you know, as he was breathing there was discharge of lightning all around him and i was scared you were in the throne room you were in the throne room for sure and you know it wasn't you know don it wouldn't run up in daddy's lap and kiss him i fell as a dead man shaking in terror and yes i woke up from that experience and still when i woke up i was didn't even know if i was awake and a, a bright light shined in the room and came to my face and i couldn't even open my eyes because i was so scared and then I woke up. So it was like this weird vision, dream in a dream. But even then, I thought, oh, man, God just revealed him. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to happen. But God is simple. Mm, and, yeah, I agree. You know, and the prophets and the seers, you know, they, they make things so complicated. But the truth is, if you want to be successful in whatever you do, you must plant the word of God in your heart. That's exactly right. And when the word of God is planted and you abide, you see, a lot of us got the 
abide in Christ's part, soaking in his presence, resting in him. But abiding the word of God, abiding in you, a lot of times we just, we believe the word, but the word has not taken root in us. That's good, Jake. And so, and I don't mean to berate the point, but, you know, the point is you can have all of that. And, and die with those prophecies, those visions, and those encounters, and never step into the full calling. And in this regards, artists, into the yes. full calling of what you're supposed to in success, prosperity, and influence um, until you have faith in what the word has said. And without that, you will never access the storehouse of God for you. And Ooh, That's so I, good. Anyways, I mean, I get... I get a little preach on sometimes. That's all right. You and me both. We've got the fire shut up in our bones. So we've got to let it out, right? Yes, ma'am. So that's so good because that is such a timely word. I'm going to tell you. And as somebody who does hear from the Lord and I release prophetic words and I do see in the spirit, I try to really make it very practical for people to grab so that they can actually apply it to their life. And so, you know, you talking about it being an invitation. I was just talking about that on my last podcast about how inspiration, you know, is just that unless you do something with it. Yes, ma'am. It'll just die as a great thought, you know, oh, that was a nice idea, you know, and it's the same thing with the prophetic, the prophetic of a word of God or even an encounter, you know, he's when he comes in any way, word, you know, um, action, art. Anyway, he comes in his presence and encounter, it's to bring change. And it is an invitation. And it's our fault if we do not engage. Yes. You know, and you were talking about, you know, being in the throne um, room. And that's totally, you know, if people think the throne room is probably quiet, but I'm like, uh uh-uh. You know, there is a lot going on up there, you know, and um, that's why we sing and clap and dance and, you know, we raise a shout and a hallelujah because that's what they're doing up there. Right. But you're right about the fear of the Lord. And that's even greater, um, even going back to Bezalel, you know, where he was filled and skilled. So he was filled with the fullness of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord. And he operated even in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, even before the Holy Spirit was technically sent to us after Christ left. And so, you know, one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, one of the seven ministries of the Holy Spirit is the fear of the Lord. Oh, yes, ma'am. You know, and so here you're in the throne room experiencing the fullness of the Trinity, you know, in in perfect way of the the fullness of the holy spirit the fear of the lord you know and i that's something i believe we have we've gotten away from and it comes from not abiding not eating the word and that's what the lord told me this morning he says we need to eat the word and it is the foundation of everything and we've gotten away from the basic foundation of eating the word a prophetic artist can't even truly be a true prophetic artist if they don't have the word in them yeah Totally. I mean, something I'm so passionate about is eating the word of God. And it is his word for this next year coming. It's going to be everything. Um, it's going to fuel everything that we do. Not just to re-anchor us and bring us back to basics of foundation, but it's going to fuel everything because the word of God changes everything. I mean, it is what changes minds. It is what changes hearts. And if it's not in our art, then I think it falls dead. Our art will fall dead. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, and, and to be, um, you know, I guess to be kind of candid, you know, people think and they, you know, f- social media is all a facade. You know, 
you can get 50,000 views or, or go viral and make tons, you know, tons of views and tons and never make a dime. And people right. see and think that you're the most successful man there is out there because everyone, oh, you're famous and everyone's buying your work. But, you know, a lot of times if you just, you know, you cut to the chase in your life, you know, uh, a lot of people, they're not as successful as you think they are, you know, and I'd spent the last 10 years, you know, uh, in the oil field, working in the oil field, you know, I mean, as a preacher and preaching for free, you know, we have a ministry, we travel and preach and sculpt. And I, I, awesome. I guess later we'll talk about that. But, you know, and, and, I, and I, I have two jobs. I go and I, I, I work all day in the oil field. Right. And then I go home and I sculpt till two in the morning and bounce babies on my knee while I'm sculpting and wrangle kids, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's been my life, you know, and, and, but the Lord finally spoke to me a while back and I, you know, and everyone kept telling me your seasons are coming, you know, Elijah list, you know, there are all these amazing prophecies, people send, <laughs> Oh, your days are coming. Your days are coming. And the Lord spoke to me. I mean, he spoke to me out on the, he says, your day will never come until the word of God is planted in your heart. Come on. And I yes. thought, what? And I, yes. You know, and I thought, man, you know, here we go. And I waited year after year, people telling me, waiting for my day to come. My, my big dump truck of blessing coming on. And the Lord just said to me, he says, until you become a farmer in faith, you'll never have a part of it. Ooh, that's and, good. Yeah. And, he, and, and I went back to old school, you know, Kenneth Hagin and Charles Caps, these old yes. boys that talk about faith. Yeah, they resonate with me. And that's old school preaching. You know, they didn't, you know, soak in the glory for six hours and then do worship and then go home. I mean, he that's all they do is go through the word. And I said, Lord, will you give me a verse that I can begin to press into my heart? And he gave me um, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse nine. And it says, the Lord, your God abundantly prospers all the work of your hands. And then it says, you he, you know, he'll prosper, you know, your wife's womb, your cattle and this and that. And I skip over that part because I've already got six kids and I'm not going to bless my wife's womb anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> interested in having a, another child. I got And so I don't bless, I just bless my family. So I just, Lord, bless my family. But, you know, and I start, um, I started. Sorry, crying. sorry, that, that just tickled me, but that's oh, really good. I mean, I can't. I can't declare any more prosperity. Field. I, I got enough grace right now for six. Your quiver is full. Yes. <laughs> ah, and I literally sculpt with kids on me. I literally sculpt because I, I don't like to go out to my studio in the evening and be away from everybody. So I carry it all into the house and mm-hmm. I just have them all over me while I sculpt and they help mm-hmm. me. They anyway, as long story short. Um, so I did. I'm talking for three months. I went, I went, you know, all the way and I drilled that verse into my heart. Best mm. what the word said about me. And I was just determined that I was never going to speak anything but what the word says about me, what I have, what I can do and what I'm supposed to do. And for three, and I was nuts. I'd walk around my family. They thought I was crazy. I'd write them on the on the mirrors, I'd quote them until I was blue. I'd lay at night, I would quote it. I'd wake up and quote it. You know, I mean, I, I'm thousands and thousands of times. Mm. And, and I remember after three and a half months, you know, and if you grow up in prosperity and abundance and success, 
it, it ain't going to take that long to get that word in you. But you right. find wars against you. Yes. You know, yes. and you got to renew it and you got to plant the seed in, into the heart, the production center. Mm. And um, one day it dropped up in there. Right. I was at work and I felt the faith drop into my heart. Mm. I, I felt that seed settle down in me. And you couldn't beat that promise out of me with a baseball bat. I and hear I, you. Right. And so what, what I realized was, you know, you, you abide. But when the word abides in you in John chapter 15, you will ask whatever you desire and it yes. will be done for you. For in this, your father's glorified that you bear much fruit. So mm. proving to be my disciples. And, you know, and I had to get the religious junk out of me that God only gives me my needs, but not only desires, and, you know, and um, and so and I'm going to try to make it quick for you, Donna, so I don't go on and on. But, you know, I, after that, you know, I'm telling you, I started seeing consistency like, I mean, whoa, I was selling artwork. I mean, awesome sales. And I was making consistent, awesome sales. And the Lord says. You know, he tells me, he says, faith is like a storehouse. Yes, it is. It, you know, the storehouse of God is the provision of God for you and all the saints. And it's it's an eternal thing. It never ends. It's for everyone. And there's all you need. And the word allows you to enter in. And faith is your currency. So, we yes, it is the storehouse. And you need, you know, you know, I would tell the Lord, OK, Lord, this month I I. You know, I want twenty five hundred dollars worth of sales um, and the currency was my faith. And I asked the Lord, I said, and he says, you can ask for anything, but you can only get that which your your level of belief and faith will allow you at that. Come time. on. That's the truth. And so it's like it's like Chuck E. Cheese. I hate Chuck E. Cheese. I do, too. It's <laughs> there and they spend two hours, you know, getting those stupid tickets instead of just playing. And then they go up there and. You, you, you slide your tickets over and you can get levels of prizes. Well, as you grow in faith, you can receive more. And yes. so I said, well, how do I know that I'm not over exceeding my faith? And the Lord, you know, he, he's speaking to my spirit. And he says, you'll feel a deep kind of nudge or grieving in you. And I realized where I could go to my faith level. And I was getting consistent. Just bam, bam. Every month we were having... And I already had a job, and so it was incredible extra money. And I realized this thought started going into my head. Well, by golly, if I keep practicing this faith, I can bump that up where I have my complete salary covered, and then I can leave my job, which is very mm. close. That's right? awesome, Jake. And, yeah. And and when I realized, Donna, when I realized that I that I was on the mark when it came to you know my Chuck E. Cheese tickets, you know my faith my faith currency. Mm. There was such an overwhelming confidence in me, and and things would just start happening. And I thought, man, this is the most liberating thing in the world to be able to know that faith works for you in any area of your life. You know, yeah. So that is the gift of faith. It really is, and you know, I've had some experiences like that. They're what I call marker, marker moments, you know, where the, it happens. You feel that faith drop. You feel that you are fully convinced, like our, you know, Abraham, fully convinced, you know, that God will do what he says he will do, that his word will perform what it says it will perform. And once it's in you, like, 
you can't take it out when it's so deeply rooted. And that's where I feel like about even particularly for me healing, I believe about healing. I've received healing, you know, and so I believe I can believe that for others now, you know, and impart that into them to boost their faith with my testimony. Your testimony that you're telling right now is going to reach so many different people. Um, I, I mean, whether they're artists or not, I think everybody should listen to this interview because it is a faith builder and it is just truth. It's truth. And it is true how we receive according to what we believe and our level of faith. It absolutely is just scriptural truth. It's the way God, it's the way it works. It's principle, it's kingdom principle. You know, so I love that. I love the analogy about the leveling up. I love the analogy about the the Chuck E. Cheese tickets as much as I dislike that place. But you know what? It's true. It's really true. And people need to sometimes have those practical visions, you know, like us giving them that mental vision to see, oh, that's how it works, you know, and then they grab onto that like a parable in a way. But you said a quote, and I want to make sure I get it down right, because it's really good. Um, And I don't know that I got the fullness of it. You said until the Lord said, until you become a farmer of faith, you will what? Never. Oh, he said, you'll never learn to receive or you'll never leave your job. You'll never walk into your calling. Okay. Yeah. You'll you'll never walk into your calling unless you're a farmer of faith. Because, you know, and and everybody wants, you know, Everybody wants Donna a microwave faith blessing. They want a, yes, want a yes. truck of God going, Oh, you're you're suddenly here. Well, you know what? A suddenly doesn't leave a legacy of provision, faith, and an imprint in the kingdom of God for future generations, but a giant tree producing fruit does, right? Yes. And yes. And somebody out there has got to till up the ground and say, Dad gummit, I'm gonna be a farmer. And I'm going to plant and I'm going to work this soil and these seeds until they're blowing out of the water. I mean, until exactly loading with fruit and someone and you know what? And you could go to 10 churches and you could talk to almost every one of those people in there. And I, I venture to say you probably can't find a handful of people who can flip the switch of faith and it works mm. for them on command. Mm. You know, that's good. And there used to be people like out there. There used to be a lot right. of Well, we know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so whether that's right from his mouth or in his word, we have to have that word. And so we have in the faith. And the other thing I was wanting to say was, you know, about the storehouse, the Lord has shown me that, you know, he's shown me the way to that as well. And it's working in even my life as I eat the word, literally, (laughs) and meditate on the word. And, you know, I talked about that on the last podcast about thoroughly examining and exhausting, not just inspiration in our life, but our relationship with God. We, like you said, it's like a microwave society. We want it now. We want it yesterday, really. And we don't want to work for it. I mean, that's why the condition of our world is the way it is, you know. And so faith is the substance, of things hoped for, right? And the evidence of things unseen. And so what is that substance? It's everything that's in heaven that the Lord wants to give us here and manifest on earth through our hands, but it comes by faith. (laughs) It comes by faith. And so I just, I complete, I completely agree with, um, you know, what you're saying. And I am so thankful uh, to have connected with you and that you are living in the success and prosperity and influence. And that's the other thing we need to define what success is. And it's anything according to what the Lord says. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you, you were talking about social media, you know, um, 
That's so true because I talk, I talk to people a lot about the mindset of perfection, you know, and we're strive we are to strive for excellence because the Lord is the one that completes us, you know, and there's this mindset of perfection that is a facade. It's a facade of what success is and what perfection is. And it's destroying people and it's destroying their lives and it's deceiving them and it's distracting them. And uh, I just, I want the Lord to just shatter that, you know, and bring true identity to hearts of people. And if we can bring that through art to help them see the beauty in things in life, to help them to see the promises in life, then I'm going to keep building and painting and cultivating and you know tilling the ground I just see like um, every time that we take a stroke of you know or you um, you know you chisel or you carve or you mold you know every time we do that it's like we're tilling the ground of the Lord of the hearts of people and it's not just the finished product it's everything that goes into it like you said a hundred hours I mean that's labor of love that's labor of love. And I have a painting that I did. It took about 50 hours and I step back and I'm just like, I can't even believe I did that honestly. And that I persevered to do that, but it was by the spirit of the Lord. Cause what's it say in Zechariah four, six, it's not by my, it's not by our power, but it's by his spirit. And that's the word that I've been kind of just drilling into myself and reminding myself, it's not by my might, it's not by my part, but it's by his spirit that I can continue to do what he's called me to do. And we have to thoroughly exhaust those scriptures until we experience them. So I'm so glad you said that. Thank you for sharing that. You betcha. Well, let me just ask you, so on a practical side here, so what does it, can you just take me through a short process here of what it looks like when you begin to start a sculpture a little bit from inspiration to how that goes and then run us through what that might look like your, your process. Oh yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I've got a book and it's my prophetic art book of ideas. Yeah. Uh, And I just kind of, when I get an idea, I write them and I'm usually, there's usually about 10 of them ahead of me and I've got five unfinished. And so I never, they were like, well, you know, you know, I don't know what to sculpt, you know? And I'm like, if you want to be an artist or a sculptor and you don't know what you want to do, I mean, it's hard for, that's like trying to put soul into a, you know, into a, uh, a musician that wants to play, you know, you, you can teach them some chords and you can teach them a few things, but it's in your DNA to create. And if it's not in your DNA to create, you can do some, you can learn, you know, and you could develop it, you know, but it's in me everywhere I go. I can't stop not getting inspiration. It never stops. And so mm-hmm. I run out. Um, but, you know, you got stuff that you're being commissioned, stuff that's prophetic, you know, stuff that you're working angles for, for, you know, schools or working an angle, you know, creating for, you know, a, a maquette for a monument or something, you know, and then you're, you're creating those things that, uh, you know, for ministry. Um, so I, and I usually have like five pieces going and I just flow through them. And, and a lot of people, if you'll discipline yourself to give yourself at least 30 minutes or an hour every day to your craft within a year, you do the math, you, you have increased exponentially in your craft for the yes. And, and it's just, you know, we're always going to sit down with my kids and I watch all the dumb little cartoons with them. <laughs> Some are actually pretty good. 
but I'm always with my kiddos. Um, and I thought, well, shoot, if I'm going to be sitting here watching a show, I'll just pull out my sculptures and I'll work on it while I'm watching the show with the kids. That's you awesome. know, drag all my crap right into the, you know, into the living room and, you know, and, and, and I, and I sculpt. Um, but an inspiration, there are times when I just get a divine, you need to make this right now. Yes. And yes. Uh, we were watching, we were watching a video about abortion and my wife and I, we just burn with, you know, I mean, we have compassion for people, but we burn with uh, a tremendous dislike and hatred for abortion, right? It burns in me, but I have compassion and mercy. I know things happen for people, but just, just the whole thing of it, it makes me upset. Oh, the spirit of it. Yes. You know, yes. It, yeah. Oh, it's the I mean, spirit of just, it. Your, you might as well throw your babies in, in the belly of Moloch, like can, you know, the, the, like they did in, in the land of Canaan, you know, yes. that would be more humane for them to be burned alive than rip, you know, limb from limb. And, um, so I went into the, you know, went into my back bedroom and I started crying one day and I started weeping before the Lord. And, um, I wasn't like frantically, you know, running around freaking, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm crying and the Lord says, he says, I want you to make a prophetic piece of, um, of me holding a, uh, you know, a fetus, a baby. And so I went and made it. And especially when the spirit of the Lord comes on me to create, I can make something like in 10 hours. I I've done that. I did that with the eclipse of 2017 that happened. I, it, I did it in a matter of less than eight hours. It was, and it's one of the most profound pieces called alignment. Oh, wow. I'll check that out. Yeah. <clears throat> and that, and that, it, man, it just happens. I mean, it just a flow goes. And I mean, I turn into a little zombie and I just go to town and, you know, I made that, and the Lord said, this is going to be a prophetic word, I mean, a prophetic action um, yes, that's going yes. spur something that's going to begin to create a change. And I thought, okay, so I go and make, I post it, and, you know, I caught some flack. I lost a bunch of friends on social media, and artist friends called and cussed me out, and, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and it said, you know, it's abortion's okay if it's done right, and I'm just like. No, it's not. You, you, what? You're a Christian and you think it's okay to kill babies? Come on, bring it. Yeah. And, um, I just, you know, and the oil fields made me a little rough around the edges. Um, and so sometimes I speak a little rough about things, but, um, you just speak the truth. You're just yeah. speaking truth. And that's what I would say the same thing. And yeah. I've never been in an oil field. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll make it, you have to stand, you know, you got to learn to stand up and then people will respect you. But, you know, um, I made that. And two weeks later, Ohio signed this bill for this anti-abortion bill. And then another state did. Yes. And, and I'm not saying I take credit for all of that. But and us and I, you know, I went to the Lord and, and, and he's saying, he says, you know, my people, they have very they have very little understanding on how powerful, you know, their prophetic actions are. Yes. In movements, they're a ripple in the water. Significant to you, but by the time it hits the shore, it's rippling together with everyone else's, and it's a it's a great movement of water, you know, great change, and we just started seeing this, you know, this real active flow, you know, in anti-abortion movements, and and it, we almost in Texas, uh, Mayor or, uh, Governor Abbott almost they almost got the bill passed um, for yeah. no more abortions, but this dude in Frisco. I forget who he was, but it got shut down. But yeah, but anyways, you know, so there's 
when there's an inspiration, uh, I just I throw clay on the on on a big old lump of clay and I just go. I don't ever know it all. I don't get a picture of yes. what it is. Yes, I understand that. But I get but an you have an inspiration. You have a you have an idea. You're yes. going somewhere in that direction. <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes, and then it and then it just starts flowing, and and then it, it has an anointing upon it, a breath of mm-hmm. life. Yeah. You know? and, so good, Jake. Well, I just want to commend you for doing that and being obedient because I've, I've been in that place where I've done that, where I've felt the Lord say, paint this for somebody or something. And, and as I, and you know, I operate very heavily in intercession. And so um, I understand what happens in the spirit realm when we pray, but also when we uh, position ourselves physically and we act and we, things come through our hands. Um, I'm all about prophetic acts. You know, if it's led by the Lord and the Lord is leading you to do something like that, there's a reason. And, you know, we all, you know, we make up the body. And so all of our gifts are needed in order to bring things to pass. And so if one person's praying, one person's painting, one person's singing, one person's reading, one person's sculpting, you know, it all is a part of moving heaven, you know? And so it's so important. And, um, I have not seen that sculpture, but I cannot wait to see it. And I want to tell you right here, right now, anybody that's listening, I completely back you and your beliefs against abortion. And anybody who knows me personally or who've read things that I've written, they know I'm completely against it. It actually has touched my life on a very personal level almost 30 years ago. And um, that was before I knew the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so the Lord has healed me and restored me and transformed me, but also showed me the enemy and exposed him in such great ways where I can bring freedom to women and healing and transformation Mm -hmm. to women uh, who've walked that road. And um, I've been praying, I've been fasting. And so your prophetic act of creating that was not an accident by no means. And it had a huge movement. It wasn't just a pebble. It was like a rock you know, hitting in the water. And the important thing was, was the timing on it. Mm-hmm. You did it in the right timing. And that's what I've been trying to tell people is if there's an inspiration that's divine, if there's a timing on it, and it means that there's a favor on it right now. And it's not that it won't have an impact maybe later, but if it's coming now, it's the now word of God. It's the fresh wow. revelation right now. And if we're not obedient, then we're being disobedient. But if we're not being obedient, then he's going to have to find somebody else to do it mm-hmm. because he wants it released. And that's, that's why I'm like, this is a responsibility as a kingdom artist. I, I look at it as, as my job. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it's so funny, you know, when I've eaten the word and I've spent time in his word and praying and meditating on it, the sales of my work comes, yes. it's, it yes. just does. And, I, you know, and when I begin to think about like, what am I doing wrong? Why is nothing selling? And then I have to go back. Have I been eating his word? Have I been in his presence and spending time meditating on his word? Am I worried about this over here or this person over here or, you know what I mean? And so um, I I absolutely have thoroughly loved this conversation today. It has blessed me and even built my faith. And you have blown on the coals of my soul today, Jake, Um, just fueled my fire. 
And so with that in closing, because um, I love you mentioned a few things that I do. You have a prophetic journal. I do that. I have a whole list of topics and ideas of inspiration. And if it's a now thing, I'll do it now. If it's not, it goes in the journal. And then I, I, I even research you know, like we got to know what we're doing. We got to know our subject, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. And so we have to cultivate and research and dig and learn. But going into, we just entered into the new year, the new Jewish new year of 5780. And we're going into our year of 2020. And I know what the Lord's speaking to me, but I want to know what what's he speaking to you as you're moving into this next season and just encourage people or even just admonish them, you know, just just urge them and, and exhort them in whatever way you can. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I guess within this next year, this season, there's a, there's not just um, a great revealing or a great, you know, opportunities. It's stepping into the promised land. Yes. You know, when you read, when they, when they stepped over uh, Kadesh, Kadesh Barnea and they, they left over that Valley across the Jordan and they went into the land, you know, they were, they were, uh, they built their uh, altar. They, you know, when they stepped into the promised land, it says from this day forward, no longer was manna provided for them day and night. They had to eat from the produce of the land. Well, it was the promised land, but they had to go get it. Come now, on. These were people that never farmed. These were people that have never had to go and, and gather up. You know, but not only did they have to farm, they had to fight, you know. And so your heart is the garden in this season. And, you know, there's a great dividing line here between the sons of God manifesting in the earth and the fall, you know, in the fans, the followers, you know, those who, you know, stand on the sidelines and watch. And, you know, the, the God's raising up an army of people, especially with the artists, and he's commissioning them to go from wandering the land, you know, getting your daily provision and stepping into the fullness of success, influence, uh, and <laughs> fullness of your calling. Um, and, and this is that season, right? That season's yes. out there someday. It's right now. Yes, so I agree. You're not going out <laughs> gathering up and planting seed in your heart. And just like Adam, keeping and tending the garden, right? Keeping means protecting mm -hmm. guarding your heart with all diligence it's the wellspring of life you know and and the best way to do that <coughs> excuse me and you know and this is my encouragement i guess for all your listeners and for myself is only speak what the word says stance and all that you're doing and you will find if you continue to do that the way will be paved for you in such a miraculous way you know, because the 10 spies came back the first time and they all gave a bad report, even though they had a promise from God Two gave a good report of confession. You know, and, and if you trust what you see, you're always going to fail. But if you trust the reality of God's word and that becomes your reality, his word. Yes, I'm, there is going to be a victory. But in this season. There will be no victory, no success, and no suddenlies, nothing until the word of God is planted in you. And that starts today, right? It now. does start today. It does start today. Thank you for that. That's such amazing confirmation all the way talking even about crossing over the promised land. That's been a word stirring for months in my heart. 
I've spoken on it. I've shared it. And, you know, so thank you for that. What a treasure it has been just a gift to talk to you today. Um, affirming, confirming, encouraging. So I just want to thank you, Jake, for coming on and taking time. And I just bless you and your business. I bless you and your family and um, that it will become even with an ease, you know, that there will just be an ease as you continue to abide in him and the word abides in you. And we'll see the salvation of the Lord. We'll see his faithfulness and and we'll be living in this promised land. And so I just bless you for, um, for being an obedient steward of your gift as well. And thank you for encouraging all of us today. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening today. And I pray that this was an encouragement. I pray that it just wasn't an encouragement, but it, it just literally lit your fire and it sparked something within you to get into the word of God, to literally eat it, to literally put it in your heart, meditate on it, just make it something that is, um, what you feast on daily, knowing the promises of it and that it builds your faith and that you begin to walk and see the promises of God, not just in your personal life, but in your art so that you can become an artist of purpose for the kingdom of God. And so I just bless you all who are listening today. And I, I thank you for listening. And I just pray that you will share this because it's a word that needs to be heard. And uh, we'll see you next time on Creative Conversations with Dion White. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on this amazing episode with Jake Griggs, fine art sculptor. Uh, I know it blessed me and it just blew on the coals of my own soul. And I pray that it did the same for you. I want you to follow Jake. You can even contact him at jakegriggssculpting.com and learn more about what he does. Look at his portfolio of his incredible art. And even the fact that he has a sculpting ministry. So if you're in the area, especially in the Texas area, or you know somebody where um, they could take advantage of this ministry, Jake uh, is also a minister at heart, and he shares the gospel, and he uses his art to spread that word of God. And so I wanted to thank you for listening today. As always, um, I appreciate your follow, your like, your listen, and share this with somebody who you think it will encourage uh, on their journey of creativity. And um, as always, you can follow me on several platforms. I'm on the main ones of Apple, Google, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker. Um, There's so many, (laughs) Um, but you know where to find me. And I'm so thankful that you joined me today. I pray this was a blessing to you. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Creative Conversations with Dion White.